0: Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Just me and Mac with you today. Mac's running around there somewhere, back there, getting settled in for the evening show, as he does uh, happy to have everybody with us here today. Just give me a second to look in the chat room and say hello. Look at all this. <laughs> Ryan. Ryan loves our intro music. It's funny. Our intro music is you either love it or you hate it. Somebody's hating it today. Somebody's loving it tomorrow. You can't make everybody happy. You know, that's what I learned when past when JC and I were pastoring a church. You can't make everybody happy. Somebody's too hot. Somebody's too cold. Somebody doesn't like the seat. Somebody doesn't like the color of the carpet. You know, that's just the way it is. Let's see. Who's the furthest away today in the chat room? Uh looks like uh, oh my goodness, Alaska. You may have you may win the furthest away from Florida award today. Alaska. Now we have. People from all over the world that watch our show, uh, but not live, obviously, because maybe they're still in bed. We've we've had a good number of people from Australia joining us lately. Goodness gracious, we need to teach this liberty all around the country. I wanted to. I have this on my phone. My phone's about dead, but I wanted to read to you some messages. I don't know if you guys know, but I have this. Uh, Since COVID, I've been working with pastors all across the globe dealing with these government shutdowns, and uh, it's crazy. Uh, New Zealand, you can leave the country, but you will be quarantined for at least two weeks in a government-approved facility upon returning Uh, and it's going to cost you a few thousand dollars to stay at the government. If you if you leave New Zealand and you come back, it's going to cost you a few thousand dollars to come back and you're going to have to pay for it to stay in a government facility. What's the point of having a government facility that's paid for with your tax dollars? If you have to pay them to stay there, uh, in New Zealand, you will be tested, uh, stupid phone. You will be tested at least twice during the 14 days and checked daily by health official officials. Once you're in quarantine, they can place you in stricter quarantine depending on the results of your test. Crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. I mean seriously, uh, whales, whales. In the UK, locked down for 17 days, the government is now dictating what they can and cannot buy in the supermarkets, essential items only, right? So I'm looking at a picture that they sent me. I didn't share it with you, but looking at a picture that they sent me, you cannot buy greeting cards in Wales. They have plastic wrapped around the stuff in the stores that are quote unquote non-essential But an essential item in the Wales is food, alcohol, cigarettes, and lottery tickets. You can't buy a greeting card because COVID might jump on you. But you can get a lottery ticket. A lottery ticket in Wales is okay, um, but a greeting card is not. Poland. Poland is what they call red color, which means almost completely locked down. Voices in Germany suggesting official controls of private homes in suspected negligence of, quote, restricted numbers of people allowed. How is that? How is that that you can be treated in your own home? France has just been confined for the next four weeks. The whole globe has lost their ever-loving mind. Are you catching this? Lost their ever loving minds. I can't even just sort of jump over the fact that that we have this this covid that is so stinking smart that it will kill you if you touch a greeting card, but not if you get a lottery ticket. Well. It is. Worse around the world than it is in America. And unless, of course, you live in California or New York. But you have to understand what you see in these European countries. What you're seeing in Australia, New Zealand is what they want to do here. It's what they want to do to Americans. But they don't have the same Control over America that they do for the other foreign countries, they don't. Why? Because we are a confederation of states. Because that term "state" doesn't mean Texas, New Hampshire, or Virginia. That word "state" means independent, sovereign government. Look, I want to just—I want to share with you guys. uh, I have a lesson at libertyfirstuniversity.com that will teach you what a state actually means. Not by Chris Ann Hall's opinion, not by Chris Ann Hall's uh, interpretation of events or our manipulations of historical truths. I will walk you through the documents themselves. I will show you. We will go through the Constitution. We will go through the Bill of Rights. We will go through the Declaration of Independence. We will go through the writings of the founders. And I will show you what our states actually mean, what it means to be a state, and why. Why the global cabal is unable to defeat us. I won't even tell you that they're having a hard time defeating us. I will tell you that they are unable to defeat us. They cannot bring down America. Cannot. It will never completely happen. The the the, the burning down of the American plantation, the way the bureau of uh, the, 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 the BLM wants, the way the UN wants, is not going to happen. It cannot happen in America because of who we are and where we came from cannot happen. But you, we need to know the attacks and we need to know where they're coming from. Our social media is part of the attack. This is the progressive Marxist social media attack on the people. Let me show you. I'm going to do something here really quick. All right, there we go. Are you ready? Facebook bans $35 million vet-owned American AF page from platform over Trump merchandise. Now, let's be clear. They not only have Trump merchandise, they have Bill Clinton merchandise. They have merchandise all over the place, okay? They have merchandise and... and Now, YouTube, I'm sorry, Facebook has ended their platform. Now, this is actually going to be a good thing. Because this group, this company, is actually going to do what I have been asking a company to do for the last year they are going to sue Facebook for contract violations. Not for violation of their rights, not for violation of freedom of speech, but for contract violations, okay? This is a page. America's AF page has more than 1.6 million followers banned without warning on October 16th for more than five, they were on my, on five, Facebook for more than five years. Facebook has said now that their decision is permanent. That's the same thing, well, Twitter banned me without any notice, but they haven't told me that it's permanent. They are a company fo- founded by, and, and CEO of this company, Sean Wilde, a former Marine officer, founded the company in 2015, they have never claimed to promote official Trump campaign merchandise. His Facebook is targeting his business for selling Trump merchandise. His art does not only parody or draw attention from Republicans, however. He's he designs feature his designs feature notable Democrat figures such as former presidents Barack Obama and Bill Clinton. So if you're looking at us on YouTube right now, you see one of the Bill Clinton t-shirts that they have. He says Wild says they're independent and they we are independent and they know that. what they tell us is that this quote decision is uh, what what this tells us is that the decision is malicious right They know they're independent they know they're not partisan they know they're not just one side or the other. Wild says this was done to punish them to stop them from doing what they think is helping Trump in the election. See, this is what I've been talking about. The FEC needs to investigate. So Wilde needs to go forward with his lawsuit because now we have serious monetary damages. Let's look at this really quick 15 million in annual sales in 2019, expects to reach 10 million in 2020. Its advertising is also significant. 4.3 million spent on Facebook ads alone. Are you kidding me? 4.3 million spent on Facebook ads. They spent more than 16.6 million in Facebook advertising over the past five years. This is monetary issues. This is a great contract violation case against Facebook. Absolutely, this is what I've been saying we need to do for over a year. But not only that, the very fact that we know, and and Wild says this, they shut them down because of what Facebook thinks they're doing to benefit Trump in the election. I want you to understand something. This movement to end political speech from one side and not the other is political speech. Facebook is engaging in political speech by shutting down one political speech and not the other. It's not a violation of your rights because they're not government. Let's just sort of set aside the whole kind of thought that, Yes, they were funded by government. We're just going to set that aside for a moment because that's a whole nother can of worms. But as a private corporation by with a public platform like this, by silencing one perspective, they are promoting the other perspective. And in elections, that is campaigning. They are campaigning by definition for Joe Biden. And the FEC needs to investigate this. If we're going to get into this whole mess of campaign donations and campaign support. And this is something that the federal government is going to do. This is something that Facebook wants them to do. This is something that the that. Google wants them to do. This is something that YouTube wants the federal government to do to interfere with campaign donations. So if we're going to have the federal government doing this with campaign donations, then it's time for the FEC to start investigating USA Today for their full-page, flat-out endorsement of Joe Biden. You stop being independent media when you engage in campaigning. This is textbook definition of campaigning. And the silencing of one voice is the campaigning promotion of another voice, and the FEC needs to get involved. I mean, if we're going to do this, if we're going to do this, then the FEC needs to start investigating these things. They need to start tagging a monetary value on this. Tag a monetary value on this and then start, you know, tallying up the numbers. If you're going to regulate this stuff, then regulate it. Because number one, if Joe Biden were purchasing this, that would be a completely different argument. Right. If Joe Biden were purchasing this, we'd have another argument. But he's not. So if we're going to do this whole FEC campaign thing. And that's what Facebook wants. That's what social media wants. That's what the what the mainstream media wants. They want the federal government in every fingers and every bit of our business. If we're going to do it, let's do it. Seriously, let's do it. Let's just get all on. Let's just throw off the gloves and let's get to it. It's time to get some full out investigations. You want to talk about it? You want to do it? Then guess what? Don't be a hypocrite. Don't be a hypocrite. Take your lumps. That's what I'm saying. Take your lumps. Because if if you want them to come after me for campaign financing, you want them to come after me for this, then guess what? Facebook by silencing, by shutting down a multi-million-dollar business on your platform, contract violations, shutting them down to prom- to end a political speech is to promote another one. FEC violations, right there, boom, bam, civil and federal, right there. You can't, you can't get away from it anymore. Simply can't. And it's about time we stop it. Look. Don't come at me about this whole we've already had this conversation, the difference between private and public, the difference between what is private, what is public. Private is funded by private capital. Public is public is funded by tax dollars. Now you got this whole public private partnership. Mess. You don't even know how to treat businesses anymore. You got these businesses that are taking public money and saying we're a private business, so you can't come after us. Well, sorry if you're taking my tax dollars. If the government is stealing from me to give to you, then you are paid by the government. If your paycheck is coming from the government, if any of your paycheck came from the government, you're a government employee. And that's what we just have to realize. There is no such thing as quasi with government. You are either government or you are not government. You are either private or you are not private. So that's what you got to do. Hatch Act is United States federal law. Its main provision prohibits civil service employees in the executive branch of the federal government, except the president and vice president, from engaging in forms of political activity. It's named after Senator Carl Hatch of New Mexico, most recently uh, amended in 2012. Okay. The 1939 Act forbids intimidation or bribery of voters. Restricts political campaign activities by federal employees. Prohibits using any public funds designated for relief or public works for electoral purposes. It forbids officials paid with federal funds from using promises of jobs, promotion, financial assistance, contracts, or any other benefits to coerce campaign contributions or political support. As amended on July 19th, 1940, It extended the act to certain employees of state and local governments whose positions are primarily paid for by federal funds. It has been interpreted to bar political activity on the part of an employee of a state agency administering federal unemployment insurance programs, appointed local law enforcement agency officials with oversights of federal grant funds. The Hatch Act bars state and local government employees from running for public office if any federal funds support the position, even if the position is funded almost entirely with local funds. So let me just read that again. As amended on July 19th, 1940, it extended the act to certain employees of state and local governments whose positions are primarily paid for by federal funds. It has been interpreted to to bar political activity on on behalf of these employees. So why am I talking about this? The Hatch Act says that if you work for state or local government and your paycheck comes more than 50% from the federal government, then you cannot engage in campaign activity. You cannot engage in campaign activity. So what are you gonna do? when 50% of the startup of a business is paid for with, fa- with federal funds. First off, if you're getting a paycheck from the government, you are employed by the government. If you're getting a paycheck from the government, you're getting employed by the federal government. So what are you going to do? Why are you not covered under the Hatch Act? If your business is being funded by the federal government, number one, you're not private, you're now publicly funded. So if the Hatch Act says that if you are paid by the federal government, you cannot engage in campaign activity, then why is it that these private businesses that are paid by the federal government can can engage in campaign activity? I'm just saying there's something we need to talk about. How is it that you can take government money and pretend to be private? And why isn't anybody talking about this? You're going to muddy the waters by making these private places business, these private businesses, government funded. Then you got to talk about how you've muddied the water in the law as well. How are they accountable? What law are they accountable under? You better just just call it out right then and there. Tell me if you're getting public funds to fund your private business. Are you a private business or are you a government entity? That needs to be decided. Hey, if we're going to talk about legislative acts to cover all of this, here we go, guys. Here we go. I need a congressman who's going to step up and create some legislative act that says, hey, you have to come and designate yourself to be public or private and be done with it. How about just simply you sign your your name to the back of this paycheck that comes from the federal government, then you must understand that you are now a government entity. Jennifer says, does this mean all the stimulus money to help businesses due to COVID make these businesses government funded and no longer private property? Well, from a, a, from a very, very, very influential aspect, yes. Because the government can now tell you that they have access, they have the right to audit your, your your entire business now. Your entire business is now subject to be audited. Because remember, who pays the piper dictates the dune. What kind of strings are going to be eternally attached to this money? In the very least, in the very least, when you took that COVID funding, Because I read the laws on that COVID funding. And this goes for your church too. Because there are churches out there. There are churches out there that took COVID government relief money to pay their employees. Guess what, churches? Your employees were now paid by the federal government. Federal government employees. And when you read, the law, according to that stimulus money, you will see that you gave the federal government at least two things. Number one, you gave them permission, and this is churches and businesses, you gave them, number one, permission to audit your finances without a warrant. They now just show up on your door and say, we're going to audit you we're going to make sure that your funds were used the way we want them to be used. Number 2, they also you also gave them permission to take back their money if they decide they don't like how you used it. 10 years from now, take back that money when they decide they don't like how you used it. There is no greater Intrusion into your business than in your finances. And that's what you asked for when you took government COVID money. Period. You want to know how the Marxists and the progressives are taking over America? Right here, buddy. Right here. All this government funding, because they know there's going to be one of theirs in office. Donald Trump can only run one more time. Right? This is his last chance. So Donald Trump wins next time? In 2024? If we're just following the patterns of, of 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 society, the patterns of election and statistics, go look it up. Go look at the pattern. In 2024, you will have a Democrat. If we just follow patterns, I'm, you know, short of a miracle, something else can happen. But if you follow the patterns and history is your guide, you will have a Democrat in the office of president next time. See, that's why they want the Senate now. That's why they want the House and the Senate now, because they know in four years. History tells us they will have a Democrat. Can you imagine in 2024 a Democrat president, a Democrat House and a Democrat Senate? A Democrat of the ilk of Kamala Harris. Who runs with Ocasio-Cortez as her vice president. I mean, I don't know if AOC will be old enough by then. But. You know what? Kamala is not eligible. Who cares anymore? I mean, I say that facetiously, right? Because obviously I care. But at this point, who's doing anything to stop it? So this is why this is important. This is why this is absolutely essential to us to understand. The progressives and the Marxists are taking over our lives through government. And the quickest way to take over our lives through government is through the passing out of paychecks, whether it be to you, to me, to my business or to my church. These churches who took. These churches who took covid funding are done. They're absolutely done. They will be bankrupt when the government says comply or take we're taking it back. They shut the doors. You either comply with the government's message, just like the kings of old did, or you shut your doors in bankruptcy. I don't. I I tried. I tried. I gave my words of warning. My pastor has tried. Don't take this money. He told other pastors. Oh, but it's it's COVID money, and they're offering us, and they tell they tell us there's no strings attached. Right. Right. Because that's how it's always worked out. Right. Government gives you things and there's no strings attached. Right. Yeah. Ask the food banks how those no strings attached worked with their government cheese and the money they use to put cans of of tomatoes on their shelves. Yeah. Tell them how they can't pray with people anymore. Tell them how they can't have crosses in their lobbies anymore. They just pass out food for government now. They don't pass it out for the church. Who pays the type? Piper dictates the tune. And if you get a check from the government, you become a government employee. That's the bottom line. That's absolutely the bottom line. We have to change this at the state and local level. And we have to stop taking government money. It's immoral. It's absolutely immoral. You are taking from someone else. You're stealing from them. But you're just trying to launder it through the government. That's how it works. So, there you go. You want to know how secure our our elections are? How about this one? Man arrested for changing Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' address in voter database. So this guy hacks into, a 20-year-old guy hacks into the Florida Voter Database and changed Governor Ron DeSantis's address. And DeSantis didn't know until he actually went to vote. He changed his address to Pretty Lane, which is a nondescript dead-end street in West Palm Beach. What they did was they tracked his IP address and then figured out who he was. And I'm sure that's what he was doing to just simply prove how easily this could be hacked. So there's your the the continuity of your election process. By the way, excuse me, (coughs) excuse me. I am, I feel the need, just drop in my spirit right here to remind you that the president and the vice president are not elected by popular vote. You don't need a popular vote to elect the president or the vice president. What you need is an electoral college. There are deadlines for electoral college votes. We have a whole show on this. Go to my YouTube channel. Look for the show, Constitutional America, who will be president in January. For 30 minutes, I take the documents, I break them down to you in the government's words, not in my interpretations. I show you, just like everything else, I show you the words. It's not Chris Ann making this stuff as she goes along. I don't do that. Go find that show, Constitutional America, who will be president in January. There are deadlines. The states have to have their electoral college votes in by the end of those deadlines, or their votes don't get counted. There is no delay. There'll be no delay. There is no excuse for a delay. The law doesn't allow for delay. There is no excuse for delay. The Constitution does not allow for delay. The popular vote does not choose the president. The Electoral College chooses the president. The Electoral College is under a deadline. They have to get their votes in on time or their votes don't count. This is nothing new. Four times, four times in our history have Electoral College votes not been cast or not been counted. So we're not breaking any new ground. This is how it works. So they get their electoral college votes in. And we have a president in January. Nancy doesn't get to play by default. That's not how it works. So you need to go to the YouTube channel, watch Constitutional America. Who's going to be president in January? I'll put the link in the show notes here. If I put it in the chat room, do you guys actually get to, my nose itches. I don't mean to like itch my nose on, scratch my nose on camera, but um, if I put a link in the chat room, do you guys actually get to, to see that link? Can you access that link? I will put it in the chat room and then I will um, go ahead and let's see, yep. Yeah. Who will be president January 20th? There's the link. Oops. There's the link in the chat room. And I will also put that link in the show notes so you have it. So the link is up. Go look. Now, just remember... There's no excuse. Voter fraud does not stop the election of a president. Let's just be clear. Voter fraud does not stop the election of a president because the Electoral College does not need a, ele- a popular vote to cast their ballots. They don't need it. It's not required. As a matter of fact, an elector can is not bound by the popular vote. Simply not. So I don't know. Some people are saying it works. Some people are saying it doesn't. But you can copy and paste it and you can find it. So that's where you need to go for that. I wanted to, before I get into the second half of the show today, I wanted to show you something that I thought was kind of funny. I came across this kind of funny in a very sad sort of way. I have I have uh found this article in called The Week 19 greatest gr- and worst presidential campaign ads of the 2020 election. Now, what's interesting in this is it this is hilarious. There was a uh in 1984 Lyndon Johnson had this campaign ad, and I'm going to put this campaign ad up there for you so you can see it. Let me make sure. All right, turned up. This should be up. Everything should be playing, so let me know, guys, if you don't have the sound. One, two, three. Lyndon B. Johnson's campaign ad. Six, eight, nine, ten, nine. nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. These are the stakes to make a world in which all of God's children can live, or to go into the dark. We must either love each other. How about that? Lyndon B. Johnson's campaign ad was blowing up a toddler with suggesting blowing up a toddler that that a toddler would be blown up by a nuclear weapon. (laughs) Seriously, I don't even understand. (laughs) Just so you know, right? Just so you know, this is this is politics in america it's been politics in america for a very long time i don't know how many of you have seen this this uh president trump let me see if i can get this play ready there we go No, you. my memory is not as good as am i doing this again please clarify specifically have you taken a cognitive no I haven't taken a test why the hell would I take a test come on man that's like saying you before you got in this program you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not what do you think huh are are you a junk? what do you say to President Trump who brags about his tests and makes your mistake an issue for voters American public judge my physical mental my physical as well as my mental fitness (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you getting nervous man <laughs> Is that not hilarious, guys? I never saw that that ad. That is absolutely funny, absolutely hilarious. And now the Joe Biden ad, since I'm going to be nonpartisan here, I'm gonna show you both ads the, the the two funniest ads that I found on both sides so here's here's the Joe Biden ad <clears throat> They go right foot then left and what they ain't gonna do is finesse they don't work too hard too long it's about time to come and write these wrong' They're about justice and peace. We can do this. See some change. Say the action starts with me. Biden, let's vote, vote, vote. Harris, let's vote, vote, vote. Biden, let's vote, vote, vote. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I I agree with the the guy who wrote this article. He says, uh, "Why do I feel like this ad is trying to sell me old navy jeans?" <laughs> just a little bit of fun for the day cuz we need to laugh but i want you to see what money goes to this is what campaign money goes to is this not great this is great we got 1964 we got johnson asserting that that toddlers are going to be blown up <laughs> and so What in the world is this cannot be a reflection of the American people? I will not believe that. I will not believe that this is a reflection of the American people. But we have to be aware that this is an attack on the American way of life. Look, have a sense of humor. Look, have a sense of humor. This is otherwise... You're gonna absolutely go crazy. Now, I wanted to show you this. Remember, this is all about the Marxists' progressive attack on America. This has been one of the biggest attacks in the long, in 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 our history. This is how this attack works. Now, let me show you. This is an article in. Uh, Let's see. Let me pull this up here for you. This is an article in a place in in USA Today. It's called Forget C-SPAN. Let's hold a seance. As an originalist, let me give you three-fifths of my mind. So this dude, Jason Sattler, Jason Sattler, who is the head of a progressive group and is a progressive communist by all means, is going to tell us how stupid we are because we believe in original intent. And so what this is supposed to do is show us uh, how idiotic this idea of original intent is because the American people love Amy Coney Barrett. And what I want to do is show you this. First off, what I'm going to share with you right now is from an article at ChrisAnHall.com called Dispelling the Misguided Narrative on Original Intent. I wrote this article for people like Mr. Sattler. But mostly, I wrote this article for you. I wrote this article because you need to be the one who is able to pull out of your coffers this education on what original intent actually means. Thank you, Ample Forth, for your super chat today. You guys, you have no idea how much it lifts my spirits and makes me happy when you guys uh, help us like this. You know, it's, it's just an encouragement. And we, we really, 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 really appreciate this encouragement. Just don't want that to ever slip by. There are those of you who donate to us online. There are those of you who donate it through a super chat. There are those who even donate to our our P.O. box every month, and you help us do what we do. We could not do what we do without your help. So just thank you, thank you, thank you very much. So forget C-SPAN. Let's hold a seance. As an originalist, let me give you three fifths of my mind. And. So basically what he's saying is C-SPAN is facts. We don't need, we we should just, we should uh, forget facts. We should go hold a seance. Why? Because they're dead. And because they're dead, we can't actually know what they said. And if you're an originalist, this give, let me give you three fifths of my mind is an ignorant remark as to, uh, to say that if you are an original intent person, if you like the Constitution, you're a racist because all wrapped up in that little phrase there is you're a racist because the Constitution is racist because the uh, Constitution called black people property and made black people three-fifths of a person. None of that. None of that is true. And what he's doing is mocking originalists. But he's not. Right. (laughs) That's funny. How original. (laughs) Right. He's not original. That's the whole thing. That's why I have that article to help you guys. Okay. Hey, that's right. Make sure you give us a thumbs up. Thank you so much. uh, Whack cackle for reminding us. We need to have a thumbs up. You need to share. You need to share because when you share, you override. You break the bondage of censorship. And by the way, I know you're sharing. They're just not telling me you're sharing. So as an originalist, he says, I must say that I'm extremely disturbed when I, by what I'm seeing in the confirmation hearings of Amy Coney Barrett. First of all, I'm disturbed that I can actually see the confirmation hearings of Amy Coney Barrett. If the founders had wanted us to have C-SPAN, they would have invented it themselves or explicitly permitted in the Constitution, go ahead and bore yourselves to death clause. And with and what's with all the illumination in the hearing room? As an originalist, I demand the hearing be conducted by the warm glow of candlelight in between bleedings, the way the founders intended. What an ass. What see, just that just those lines. Just those lines show you how stupid this guy is is shows you what an ignoramus this guy is my creed is simple i believe the constitution must be interpreted with the original public meaning that it had in the time that it was ratified you know what's interesting do you know what's interesting original intent the constitution does not say that the that the constitution must be read by candlelight It does not say that the First Amendment only applies to uh, printing presses and town criers. And so his whole argument falls apart because it's based on a false premise to begin with. But let me explain to you what original intent actually means. Because they want you to believe that original intent brings us back to the uh, Jim Crow's and chattel slavery. Now, when you actually look at the words of those who wrote our Constitution, when you look at the words of the people who ratified the Constitution, you will see that original intent should be viewed as a safeguard against a racist court against racist laws against racist government against the enslavement of people that's why the constitution is written it is not a document of slavery it is a document of liberty let me remind you the infamous scott scott dred scott case scott v us this was not an example of original intent but of judicial activism by Justice Tanney, who was a white supremacist. In Scott v. U.S., the Supreme Court, through a series of historical errors, ignorance, and racist reasoning, wrongly declared that the Constitution never intended to make black people citizens and therefore intended them for them to be property. This Supreme Court in Dred Scott under the leadership of Taney ignored history of freed Blacks in America, ignored the drafters' own words, and inserted meaning into the Constitution's text that could not be found in its its plain reading and cannot be found in its historical context. The Court's Judicial Summary of Dred Scott is rich with historical revision and falsehoods. This case demonstrates how our Supreme Court will venture outside the text and hermeneutics for those haters of what we do out there, for those who are, who are, we've, we've got a couple people that have uh, uh, jumped into our chat room that don't like this show. Well, good for you, glad you're here. Maybe stick around so you can learn something. Stick around. If you hate me that much, you hate what we got, if you think the show's a sham, then find a specific thing I'm telling you that's wrong and put it here in the chat room. I challenge you that. If you believe that what I'm giving you is not true, if you believe what I am saying is false, if you believe this show is a sham, I challenge you, find something that I'm giving you today, put it in the chat room, and let's find out who's the sham. Let's do that. I challenge you. I am confident. Are you? Or are you just going to put your thumbs down and run away? So, Dred Scott is proof how the court does not follow the Constitution. The Dred Scott opinion, and I quote, the only two clauses in the Constitution which points to this race treat them as persons whom it is morally lawfully to deal in as articles of property and to hold as slaves. That's the court. The court says the only two clauses in the Constitution which point to this race, treat them as persons whom it was morally lawfully to deal with in articles of property and to hold as slaves. Okay, here you go. Are you ready? Number one, there are absolutely no clauses in the Constitution whatsoever that refer to any person other than free persons and persons held to service in labor. There are no clauses of the Constitution that identify the African race. There is no clause in the Constitution that identifies black people. There is no clause. It was this court in Dred Scott that read that into the text. It was the interpretation of an incorrect interpretation of the Constitution beyond its application. The clauses in question reference persons who are other than free persons and persons held to service or labor. This These clauses equally applied at that time to over 300,000 English, Irish, and Scottish slaves brought to the American colonies between 1618 and 1775. But we don't hear the racist dread Scott court or any other person for that matter attempting to argue that an Irishman, a Scotsman or a poor white English slave would not be a citizen if freed. That their children would be born free. But not citizens. This is a racist court's interpretation. And guess what? Against the court's actual interpretation There were many, many free black men and women in America prior to the Emancipation Proclamation who owned businesses, who ran for office, and they voted. Now, this racist court in Dred Scott said this, quote, falsely said this. A free Negro of the African race whose ancestors were brought to this country and sold as slaves is not a citizen quote, within the meaning of the Constitution of the United States. This is a lie. That is a lie. Black people were citizens. They had been voting. They were running for office citizens. They were property owner citizens. Now, Justice Daniels of this court adds in the concurrence of Dred Scott that, quote, Now, the following are truths, which a knowledge of the history of the world and particularly uh, of that of our country compels us to know that the African Negro race never have been acknowledged as belonging to the family of nations. Lie, 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 lie. George Washington gave commissioned officer status to black people he gave medals of honor to black people. He gave them honor as citizens, as members of our countrymen. Lie, 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 lie. And yet the very people who claim to be the progressive Marxists, anti-slave, anti-racist people are the very ones who will continue to bring these lies forward as fact. It was a racist bunch of white supremacists on the Supreme Court that declared Dred Scott was property. It's the Marxists, radical progressive liberals that say that they're right. Can I just say that again? These White supremacists in the Supreme Court said the Constitution declared that black men were property and the Constitution does not allow black people to be citizens. And it's the progressive Marxist liberals who agree with them. And it's all a lie. There were many freed slaves who were treated as citizens in America during and after our war for independence. They fought. They not only fought for our independence, they owned property. They created businesses, charitable organizations. They were considered valuable members of society. Crispus Attucks, George Middleton, Lemuel Haynes, James Fortin. Just to name a few. Why Who? those who want to, quote, celebrate black heritage, those who scream that black lives matter, refuse to acknowledge that those free black men and women helped fight for and founded this nation? Why do they refuse that? Why do they agree with the white supremacists? This modern wave of racial division under the guise of defending equality is conveniently ignored that most of the state representatives in in the convention opposed the continuance of slavery. It is conveniently ignored by these people that the majority of those who ratified our Constitution in the Continental Congress were were vocally abolitionists and against the continuance of slavery. George Mason, 1787. This infernal traffic originated in the avarice greed of British merchants. The British government constantly checked our attempts and the attempts of Virginia to put a stop to it. So you need to go. You need to go and read this article. You need to go and read this article on my website. You need to share this article on my website and learn how to put people like Jason Sattler and the troll that made their way into this chat room? You just shut them up. Shut them up with facts right now. Shut them up with facts. You need to go to Liberty First University and you need to take JC's class, More Than Victims, America Hidden Black History. You need to take the class that JC and I did together on slavery and the American Founders. You need to take my class on the Forgotten Founders. And you need to get back to speaking truth and learning who we are. You need to do this. There are so many examples. You can wear them down with just examples. What's crazy, before um, Woodrow Wilson, we actually had a textbook written by a black man about all the black patriots. Woodrow Wilson took it out of our schools. Let me just tell you, I just want to, before we go, I know we're done here, but let me read to you. I'm pretty sure I had this in here. Oh, I don't have it in here. Yeah, so this was a different article. Let me see if I find the other article. But go read Frederick Douglass's speech What to the Slave is Your Fourth of July? This is a must read for everyone because I've got the quote that I was looking for but because this is used to destroy the Constitution. They misquote Frederick Douglass to destroy the Constitution. Now, I'm going to show you a quote by Frederick Douglass in another one of my articles. This, this article, I'll put it up to the top so you can see it. You can also find it. Four things you need to know about our Constitution. I'm going to go ahead and drop it in the chat room right now so you guys can grab it, and I will put it in the show notes later. But this is Frederick Douglass. Frederick Douglass says this in 1852. In that instrument, the Constitution, I hold there is neither warrant, license, nor sanction of hateful things. But interpreted as it ought to be interpreted, the Constitution is a glorious liberty document. Read its preamble. Consider its purpose. You see, Sattler is an ignoramus. He is a useful idiot. The very document he wants to destroy is his only hope in a government that is reaching and grasping for more power every single day. One of my favorite founding mothers, Hannah Winthrop, said, how often do we see people pre- uh, precipitatively maddening on to their own destruction? Precipitively maddening on to his own destruction. That's Mr. Sadler. So you can mock all you want, Mr. Sadler. But you expose yourself. You classify yourself as someone who is brainwashed, who is ignorant, who is going to be instrumental in the destruction of your own rights. Here's the good news, Mr. Sattler. We, those with us, will continue to fight even for your liberty. Because we know that we must secure even the liberty of those who don't appreciate it, who don't understand it, who want to destroy it in order to secure our own. So we will fight to even secure your liberty, Mr. Sattler, even though you're too ignorant to know what's good for you. This is what we need to do. Well, apparently, apparently, guys, our troll left without posting anything in the chat room about, you know, What's what they didn't like about what I did wrong, whatever. Thank you, Matthew Silva, for your super chat. He says, I just went through your course on slavery today at Liberty First University. I highly recommend it to everyone to do the same. Thank you for your super chat, Sky Star Indrel. Amen, sister. Thank you guys for all your support. There's another super chat report support from Robert Eli. Look, guys, you've got to share this stuff. You've got to learn this stuff. You've got to make it happen on your level. Remember, hit the thumbs up on your way out. Share, share, share. And we will see you tomorrow.